Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 13th of May, 2021, Hong Kong Stories Podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Life is full of risks. We take a risk just by opening our eyes in the morning and preparing to face a new day. Some risks are more significant than others, and in the past year, with being unable to travel outside of Hong Kong, many of us are risking stepping out into the incredible riches we have in our natural environment. Hong Kong is famously one of the world's most populated cities, but did you know that over 40% of its land use is designated as country parks? Today, as we listen to Vincent's story about one of the great loves of his life, we'll be thinking about the next time we engage with the great outdoors and that sometimes the biggest risk in life is to take no risk at all. After Vincent, we'll hear from X, who doesn't seem to know the meaning of the word risk. Before we get to today's stories, though, a huge and heartfelt thanks goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. Thanks, Hong Kongers, for always being there for us. Greetings go out to our overseas listeners as well. This week to listeners in Singapore, Largo in Florida in the USA, and Yangon in Myanmar. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. We have a May show. The theme is Curious, and it will be performed live on stage at the Fringe Club on May 27th from 8 to 10 p.m. Tickets are on sale and selling fast, so do get yours before they sell out. Our host for this month's show is Vincent. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than comedy. It's better than drama. It's real life. And now, here is Vincent. I'm 10 years old. It's my birthday. My mother says, close your eyes. I close my eyes. I open them. My eyes almost pop out of my head. It's maroon. It's shiny. It's got on the side of it, emblazoned on the side of it, Hercules. It's for you, said my mother. I couldn't believe it. A bicycle for me. A bicycle with a leather saddle. Of course, I fell in love with my bicycle straight away in the blink of an eye. It's 2017. It's Chinese New Year. I'm out in Taimoshan, Taimoshan Country Park, with my new bicycle. It's a high tech carbon frame, full suspension, mountain bike, a go-anywhere bike. I'm out with my buddies, and we're out for a day of mountain biking. It's a day full of adrenaline. It's a day full of fear. But we get through the day. At the end of the day, I tap my bicycle. I tap the handlebars and say, thank you. You did well. Then I make my first mistake. Me and the bicycle leave the crowd. We cycle off on our own. I just need to descend a steep slope and I'll be at the MTR station in 10 minutes. 
when suddenly the bike veers off the road onto a trail. I say to the bike, was that you or was that me? The bike didn't reply. <laughs> I started down, the, started down the slope and I said to the bike, be careful, this is very dangerous and there are lots of rocks. And just at that point, the light was dimming and the front wheel went into a, into a kind of a hole and it blocked. The front wheel stopped dead. Only the rear of the bicycle carried on. The front was stopped dead and the rear of the bicycle lifted up. So I was almost vertical. I tried to push my butt backwards, but I wasn't good enough. I wasn't quick enough. My head and my face, which wasn't, I had a helmet on, wasn't protected by my helmet, was heading towards a rock. I put my arm up, everything went into slow motion, and I pushed my arm against the rock. I heard an eerie cracking sound. It sounded like a branch, a dry branch was breaking. My head just tapped the rock and I fell onto the floor. My arm had saved me. I was sat on the floor, the bicycle was on top of me and I was looking down the trail. But then I looked around to see my arm and my arm in fact, it was almost nowhere to be seen. It was broken completely in two, and it was pointing at a very funny angle up the trail. I'm still sat on the floor. I breathe deeply. I take my left arm, I take my wrist, and I bring my arm around and rest it on my belly. But I have this funny feeling. The upper arm is broken completely in two. It's only held together by muscle and sinews. And I have this thought, well, if I let it go, it's going to fall off. So I gripped it even tighter. So I'm sat on the floor. The bicycle is on top of me. So I gently, it's my best bike, I very gently push it off with my leg. I get onto my knees and I stand up. I feel a little bit woozy, but I feel okay. So I turn to the bike and ask the bike, what, did, what do we do now? We've got two options. We stay together here, look after each other, and we wait for somebody to pass. Or I leave you and I try and find some help. Of course, I wanted to stay with the bicycle. Who wouldn't? But it was starting to get dark. The arguments went back and forth. And then my arm started throbbing very, very strongly. The pain brought me to my senses. I decided to leave the bike. I turned to the bike and I said, I'm going to leave you here. I'm going to get help, but I'll be back. I started walking down the trail. 
I got to the end of the trail, almost to the end of the trail. I was about 20 meters from the end of the trail. And there was a really steep slope, a slope which normally on my bicycle I would go down without even thinking about. But now it was impossible. I sat down on the top of the slope. I was almost at the end of the path, but I couldn't see anybody anywhere. I started thinking about my bicycle, all alone in the forest. My arm was really throbbing, and tears welled up, and I started crying. Then I heard some voices, and I started shouting, but no reaction. I carried on shouting. Still no reaction. It felt to me like I was screaming. And suddenly, a head popped into view. I was saved. They helped me down to the bottom of the slope, and they called an ambulance. So I waited for the ambulance, and one of the kind people that had found me agreed to go and get my bicycle so I could be reunited with my bicycle. The ambulance arrived. They splinted my arm, which was great, because now I've got this arm free. They splinted my arm, and then my bicycle came back. So I was really, really happy. Oh, I forgot. They also gave me some painkillers. <laughs> so... So that was, that was the other added bonus. So the, the arm wasn't throbbing now. I had my bicycle and the ambulance had arrived. So everything was set. But the policeman was looking at my bicycle. He was taking a lot of interest in my bicycle. He said, that's a nice bike. I said, yeah, yeah, it's a nice one. He said, it's a carbon frame. Yeah, yeah, I said, it's got a carbon frame. It's a new one. Yeah, yeah, I said, it's a new one. He said, you can't take it, it, you can't take it into the ambulance. You can't take that into the ambulance. So I looked him in the eye and I said, if I can't take my bicycle in the ambulance, I'm not going in the ambulance. The ambulance driver obviously heard this. He took my bicycle and he put it into the ambulance and he invited me to climb into the ambulance. I climbed in. And as the doors were closing, I waved bye-bye to the policeman. Thank you. It is a sign of a true friend that they're with you in good times and in bad. Vincent will be hosting our 27th of May live show at the Fringe, but he has agreed to leave his bike at home for the duration of the performance. If you're looking for the ticket flap link for the next show, you'll find it on our website, hongkongstories.com. Next up is a re-listen of a story from X, who always makes risk-taking look as difficult as brushing your teeth. Here is X. Started from St. Petersburg in 2012, I travel all the way to the west, targeting Siberia. Rather than hopping city to city by bus or by train, mostly I walk in order to explore the world outside daily routine. 
and test myself under any situations. The following episode happened during 2014 summer in Canada, just before my way bring me from Yukon to British Columbia province. Ahead was still long walk along on Alaska Highway that morning. Just beside the quiet highway, I saw a log cabin style motel. Abandoned. Even the door had vanished. Most likely, this one will not bring me a safe and free accommodation as last time in a jail. Still too early to go to bed. How about have an exploration? Tell by the stuff and dust inside, the motel was left for some year, not alterned. In this 60s setting, I feel I'm traveling back to the past. Suddenly, an idea emerged. What about being a guest in the past? So I decided. Forgo my daily progress. Stay in that motel for that night. Had a general check of the building. I walk up extremely carefully on a broken and shaky staircase. The only access to the upper floor. That means save a sleep. I enter one of the ten rooms, look outside, realize the whole motel was not totally abandoned. Outside the window, pile of burst pool indicated it was still occupied by swallow. Also, by X that night. To make the bed in my room, I take away the mattress. Surprise! I unearth gray stuff. Playboy magazines. <laughs> still legible. <laughs> to read or not to read? Why not? Unfortunately, photos of Nick woman do not turn me on. <laughs> I am completely strict. That's the matter of generation gap, definitely. <laughs> As the playmates inside are grandmas nowadays. I was reading a dirty, mag dirty magazine from last century, <laughs> the 1997 issue. Spend a peaceful night without dream in the time capsule. It still surprised me another mo the next morning. 
in the ground floor kitchen cabinet, I found trays of canned soup with choice for red or white, and also packs of spaghettis. I'm more interested in white soup. I take a can and investigate it. It's still in shelf condition. On it, printed eight-digit numbers. I interpret that as March twenty-first, nineteen eighty-one. But no idea whether it is manufacture day or expiry day. <laughs> In either way, the soup is was elder than me. While the spaghetti was contemporary, not yet expired, two more years to go. So I left it alone, as it was left by someone recently. They may need it and come back to retrieve soon. I open a can of Year Eighty One soup. Out of my expectation, I saw. Tofu skin sweet soup, rather than fake creamy soup. A moment later, I realized time made the soup went off. Tofu skin is congealed fat. To eat or not to eat. <laughs> By Napoleon order. Canned food was invented to last. Why not eating? <laughs> I emptied the contents into my pot, heating it up, restore its youth, creamy texture. While the color, while the color, was never changed throughout these thirty-three years. I sip the soup, swallowed. The taste of my senior was cream mushroom as today's. Finish the antique breakfast. <laughs> I nothing unfortunate happened. I was still walking nonstop for three hour in British Columbia on Alaska Highway. And telling this story after five years in Hong Kong now. Thanks for listening to today's stories, brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>